some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 31. Scott. Uh, it's just me this time, everyone. I hate to disappoint everyone, but it's just me. And Mark Worthling. He's going to come on a little bit later and put a period at the end of the witch. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Scott's ha Scott had to put his dog to sleep this week. And he is not in his usual jovial self and really didn't feel like doing this. So, And I do not blame him at all. So when Scott's feeling up to it, he'll be back and, you know, send him a message. See how he's doing. Um, he's doing okay, though. I talked to him today. He's fine. Uh, he just, you know, doesn't like joking around when he's not in the mood for it. So, and that is totally fine. So I'm going to go forge ahead. My dreams of always wanting to host a talk show by myself. Uh, I have been thrust into that position. So I'm going to attempt to do this alone. <laughs> Some of it. Uh, but I did reach out to Mark Worthling to come on today for about a half hour. And, you know, just talk about the end of the witch kit. And it's, it's released. People have it in their hands. And uh, since we premiered it on the show, I wanted to kind of just do a final, it went out to everyone kind of thing. So anyway, it's the end of September. I hope everyone's having a great fall. And I went to a demolition derby last night, which was amazing. Uh, <laughs> it was some good crashes and it was great. So great fall evening. Anyway, uh, news and reviews. Let's jump right into it. Uh, things I've seen as far as a review goes. Uh, I watched Pacific Rim Black. No, I'm sorry. I watched Pacific Rim The Black. Uh, it's an anime series put out by Netflix that kind of continues the story of Pacific Rim. And for those of you who saw Pacific Rim, I don't know where you stand on it. I felt disappointed by both movies. Um, but this, I really, really liked. It's... It's kind of like a mix between Mad Max and Pacific Rim. It's set in Australia after the kaiju kind of have won. So it starts there. That's like the first episode. So check it out if you are a Pacific Rim fan. A lot of people didn't even know it was out. And I was one of those people that it kept showing up on my thing and I, I ignored it for a while. And finally sat down. I think it's six episodes. And it's good. Totally worth watching. Uh... Yeah, I think that's all I really watched this time. Uh, more Warhammer Plus. Uh, Angels of Death is really good. The animation kind of is wonky at times, but it's still pretty good. But that's what I've watched. As far as other reviews, uh, I bought, I think, and I talked to Mark a little bit about this later. I bought, I think, which would be, will be my last pre-paint ever. Um, I got my Iron Studios Felbeast diorama which was distributed, published, I don't know how it works, by Sideshow. Um, and it was expensive, and it's huge, which is amazing. Uh, but I don't know where I sit. On. I've never been a big pre-paint guy anyway, except when it comes to Lord of the Rings stuff, uh, because I like Lord of the Rings a lot. And if Scott were here, he'd be making fun of me right now. But... Uh, this had the Witch King and Gollum in one diorama, and I could not pass it up. My two favorite characters. But uh, my critiques are, when I opened the box, it was broken, and there was a head of one of the Gondorian soldiers was rolling around in the box when I opened it up. Uh, and for what I paid for it, 
nothing should be broken. And I get things happen in shipping and, and all that. So, I mean, a, a little bit of glue will fix it, but man, there goes the value. There goes that. I hope they can, I reached out to Sideshow. We'll see what they say. Um, I don't know. I don't know where I stand in it. And the other thing that really bothers me about it, it's, it's the paint job being, a, I mean, as a modeler and as a painter, yeah, I, I just don't like pre-paint finishes and the way they look. And I think for people who don't have that as part of their talent or part of their life where they like to paint things, pre-paints fit, they fit a spot. And for me, I look at it and go, oh man, that needs to be repainted. And it's not bad. The fell beast itself is actually pretty good. I'll have some pictures here. Um, but the base is like, it's shiny. The, the rocks is, it's like three colors. It's like an airbrush just cracked, like into the cracks and stuff. Um, and I, at one point I'll probably will try and repaint it, but it's massive. And I just, it looks really cool. Like it's a great piece. It's a great little diorama. It's got Sam, Frodo, Gollum, Witch King on, on a fell beast and some orcs running up the stairs. It's a cool piece. Uh, I'm glad I got it. Uh, I just don't know if I'll be doing pre-paints for, especially since the 3d printer, uh, it kind of fills that need for me as well. Um, finding things that I normally couldn't find outside of sideshow and pre-paint. So we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. Um, in terms of buying models, I haven't got anything except my witch came in the mail. So here's some pictures of my witch. I unboxed it. Uh, it is, and we talk about this with Mark a little bit later, the Witch is a really, really fun kit. Uh, it's really well done. It's a mix of cold cast porcelain or cold cast resin. I don't know if it's porcelain. I think it's porcelain. And uh, polyurethane resin. And it's great. I can't wait to actually build that kit. Um, it, I think that's one of those things that people will leave out as a Halloween decoration because it fits. <laughs> for halloween and it fits as an aurora tribute it's a it fits as a plain just witch uh it is a great piece i know mark's very proud of it i know jeff is very proud of it um i can't wait to see what they do next but it is a fantastic piece and the effort that went into everything else even the wax seal <laughs> on the envelope of of uh the certificate and the directions and everything just a great touch and i know he put his heart into this thing and We'll talk about that when he's on. Um, but that's it. News. I've seen some things. I didn't want to grab them and put them up here. I was going to try and keep this episode kind of short and concise and see where we are. Uh, there's been some really good paint jobs kind of floating around. And maybe next time I'll grab them and put them up there. But uh, other than that, I felt like it's kind of slow in terms of stuff coming out. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on with the Jaeger army. There's a lot of stuff coming out from Jeff and Paul. and uh, Typhon's got some stuff coming. So there's some stuff like there's stuff out there. I just, it's not, you know, the usual, I think it's the end of the summer doldrums where people are realizing winter's coming soon. Um, one of the other things in news I want to touch is there's a company called game envy and they have a Kickstarter going on right now for a wet palette called the exemplar wet palette system. And for those people who do not have a wet palette or do not know what a wet palette is, I highly recommend getting a wet palette. If you go to my YouTube channel, uh, it, it's linked down below. Uh, I have a review of a couple different wet palettes out there, and I'm really excited for this one that they're putting out. 
first of all, Game Envy is a great uh, little small American company. And they started, their first Kickstarter they ever did was for this. <laughs> it's called the Hobby Holder. And it's just your typical, I mean, Citadel makes these things. They're for holding miniatures while you paint. And uh, theirs starts with, uh, they have a screw-on cap. It's just your standard like water bottle cap that screws on and holds the pieces. Now, the way they hold the pieces, there's no spring system or anything like that. There is, you just put some blue fun tack on there. Kind of like this. I'm going to bring the, uh, should I bring the camera down? I think I'll bring the camera down. It looks like this. And you might think, well, I don't paint miniatures. What is this good for? Uh, it's great for small parts. So you don't have to hold this tiny part. So like I have this rat that's left over from the, the, uh, the ghost that still isn't done. And you don't have to hold the piece. It just kind of holds it on there for you. And you can use this brace to kind of help hold your finger and steady your hand when you use it. That's uh, how I did the, like all this stuff. Like the owl for there sits right on there. And you can easily just kind of do it without having to worry about touching things. So this is a great thing. If you don't have one of these, head on over. I'll put all the links for this too. Um, but the wet palette system I'm really excited for because it has it has uh, a little like vent system for not vent, but what was it called? Vacuum seal. There's like a little vacuum seal valve on it. And that's my biggest complaint about some of the other ones that they don't seal well, but a wet palette will keep your paint wet while you uh, use it. Instead of putting it on a piece of paper or on a regular plastic palette, your paint will last longer. You can do your blending a little bit better. And I highly recommend everyone use a wet palette. If you don't have one, Pick one up or check out this Kickstarter. A great little American company. And uh, get a hobby holder. They're great. They're cheap. And they work really well for doing little things, um, for little parts. For miniatures, they're fantastic, too. Uh, I have the Citadel one, which I do. I have a nice wood one that works a little differently. Um, but these are, I kind of collect these things. <laughs> Just, I buy them because they look um, typical. Uh, I have these, too. For putting things on there, if you want to kind of hold, but those work with a cork and eh. anyway. So that's that news and reviews. Um, I think I have to do the workbench alone too. Mark comes on and he's going to do a little bit of his what he's working on. Uh, what I'm working on is pretty much nothing <laughs> again. Uh, no. I built a lot of stuff and I got my printer fixed, which was one of the biggest things. So my motherboard burned out on my Belagoo Saturn, which I guess is a common problem because a lot of people are having the same issue I'm having, which what happens And Jamie Sai kind of helped me explain this to my dumb self. Uh, there's, there's three little MOSFETs, I guess they're called. <laughs> And they regulate the voltage going in and out of the screen. And they, one of them gets burned out, not out, but stuck in the open position. So it keeps the light on. And like I had said before, I came home and the thing was hot to the touch. So you have to replace the whole motherboard. Uh, so I did that. It took almost 20 days to get it. And when I opened up my machine, and I'll throw some pictures here. When I opened up my machine... Uh, there was a resin leak as well, which I don't think was the cause of the other problem. Uh, there's a little hole in the top of the Saturn, and I think I just accidentally splashed resin down into this little hole, 
And sitting directly beneath that little hole is one of the ribbon cables I have to take out. You might think, okay, that's fine. But since the UV light inside the machine has, it's not contained, the whole inside of the machine lights up with UV, it cures any resin that leaks into the machine. Maybe a design flaw, but we'll see. But anyway, it fused the cable that I needed to take out of the machine in order to remove my motherboard. So ruining a pair of tweezers later and trying to get it. I did get the cable out, but there was just so much resin caked on there when I tried to hook it back up to the new motherboard. Uh, it didn't work. So I had to order. And thanks to Jamie again for telling me this, the kind of cable I needed, um, which was a 40 pin, five millimeter, 0.5 millimeter something cable. And it worked once it finally, I got it set up and the printer's running again. And I just started printing something for myself, which is from one of the Kickstarters I'm on, which is Prey Collection Studio. And I'm going to put some pictures up here of a blade model, uh, which I think is really, really nice. And I started it just five seconds before I started this recording. Uh, it came off the printer. So where I'm at, there's the, the base. For the blade, I think it's like one tenth scale, so it's kind of small, which I really actually like, because I'm running, I am out of space. It, there's no way around it. I'm out of space. So for me to do smaller things, uh, it's not quite miniature, and it's not quite you know uh, ginormous. <laughs> so it fits right kind of where I need it. But that's just the base, and if you look at the picture, you can kind of figure out. I should have it done for the next episode, and I'll show that off. But that's my blade from there the other thing i've been working on i did get my let me turn my camera my overhead back on um i did get you probably saw it in the background earlier uh my fifth element mondo shawan mondo shawan i don't think i'm saying that right uh base coated um i bought to save some time i spent 30 dollars on a spray can of gold from games workshop uh, because it's an acrylic gold and not a metallic, and I really like the way this gold covers. Um, it looks a little... Let me turn this light on. Kind of brings out the shine a little better. Um, this is a great base color gold, and it's called Retributor Armor. And it's a, if you need... And there's some... You can see some build lines in there, but I kind of don't care. Um, it's a great base gold to start with. So I'll do a couple washes, bring it out, and just be done with that. The other thing I did get around to painting was just a small little thing that was gifted to me by Rob Madison, the nicest guy in the world. Um, I think I'm done with my sleeve stack. And there's not many of these in the world. And I'm, I think there's a little bit of left to do on it, a little more maybe dry brushing or something. But I finished my sleeve stack almost. And thanks, Rob. I really do appreciate having this. I was terrified of these guys as a kid. And to have a little mini one is fantastic. So thanks. Still haven't, I still have not worked on my Godzilla anymore. And I still have not worked on my Ghost of Casamere. Um, let me look around. Yeah, just build and primer some other stuff. There's a John, how do I, Johnny's right there primed. I can't do it with my finger. So for the rest of the show, what I have is a quick interview with Mark Worthling of Pestilence Labs. Uh, to kind of talk about the end of the witch kit and how it came together here at the end for him and 
how the golden tickets were chosen and all that sort of fun stuff. So enjoy Mark Worthling of Pestilence Lab. All right, we're back. We have Mark Worthling filling in for Scott. Uh, Mark, how are you tonight? I'm good. Thanks for coming on such short notice. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. How you been? I've been very good. Busy been very busy, good. I think. Yes. So I thought it would be kind of cool to do a, uh, put a period on the witch kit on Model Club TV. Since you cool. announced it here and things have gone out and it, the world has, I've got mine. It's sitting right here. Um, but everyone got their witch kits. So how did it go? How did shipping go? How you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling good. Uh, pretty much having this project in the rearview mirror, so to speak. So um, <laughs> it's been a long haul, and it um, kind of tested me to about every extent possible. You know, financially, stress-wise. Um, you know, doing things overseas, you don't necessarily have control of everything, so you don't even know. That's one of my first questions. Yeah. Like, Communication-wise and language barrier. When you're having stuff done in China, was it hard for you? Is, is it easy? Like, how does that even work? Well, I work with an intermediary. I have someone that helps me with these projects that has a lot of experience with uh, overseas. Okay. And he's done a lot of work with factories over there. So, so it, was, it was really kind of really hard because anything that we needed to communicate to the factory, I, I would write it up and send it to my uh, partner. Mm -hmm. And he would then sometimes wordsmith it or change it because he knew they aren't going to even know what that word is. I mean, okay. I even said something. I think I used the word plinth one time, which it means, you know, a, a base yeah. or a. I was talking about the Sandy kit. And uh, I said, you know, uh, I've, I've included a new plinth in the box for you to review. And he's like, we're not going to know what a plinth is. <laughs> but anyway, anyways. Um, so communication is, is difficult. And I, and the funny thing, you know, I get lots of people asking me, Hey, if, can I contact you and you can help me out with something over, you know, with a project I want to do overseas? Pro probably not. I mean, it's, um, you, you really have to work with somebody that has the connection and, you know, I might be able to hook somebody up, but it, it, it yeah. might be difficult as well. But, um, but yes, there is a language barrier. And, you know, the funniest thing, the most, the thing I was most worried about was the chain that hangs down and attaches to the cauldron. Okay. It needed to look right. And um, they, they got it. it. It was, but it took a few back and forth uh, with them to get it, you know, where we really wanted it. So, <laughs> you know, well, um, interesting. It's done. <laughs> it's done. It's, it's done. done. Looking back, like I'm trying to, it was, do you remember, when did you announce it? What, what month was that? Well, when we, we did it. We announced it, I believe it was uh, episode nine okay. of Model Club TV. So, so it was it was like September of last year. I was gonna say, so maybe? it's like a year. That's what I was thinking. It had to be close yeah. to a year. So basically I had I had very recently received the the, the pictures from Jeff mm -hmm. and we uh, we went ahead and announced that I had sent them to Mark Brokaw and he was uh, he has a a colleague that he was working with and they made incredible molds uh for the for the witch kid they so basically we made a, whole, a full set of molds that really only got used like six times i mean it made six kits and some of those went out to people that helped me out and mm -hmm. they, they got an early kit that nobody really knows about but um 
uh, then those molds, I mean, they're still sitting there in the, on a shelf and they've never been used. I mean, because then we sent we sent one clean casting over overseas and then they use that to produce their tooling, whatever that is. I don't even know. I would love to see their factory. I have no yeah. idea how it even works. Um, but we basically uh, made 250 of these things and um, they all showed up, you know, thank, thank goodness. I think the last time I was on, I, I, I think I estimated delivery the week of, I think I estimated the week of the 21st, which is when they showed up. I think up. so. Yeah. Um, so they showed up on Tuesday and we had a, an organized, well-oiled machine going and basically every order went out Tuesday and a few people received their kits on Wednesday, which was amazing. Uh, North Florida, South Florida, got a, a couple of people got their kits. And um, yeah, the response has been great. So I'm really happy with how it's, it's really gone. cool to see everyone online posting their pictures of it, actually being excited about it. And yeah, it, and it's packaged well. And you have the, the one thing I want to talk about first, the wax seal on the directions that are and on the little packet of information. That's really cool. Nice touch. Um, did you make that stamp or did you find that stamp? Um, Shannon and I enjoy doing, I mean, when we, when we got married, we sent out our invitations with, with a wax yeah. sheet and, uh, we just think it's cool. It's old medieval, you uh, know, it's just yep. kind of neat, you know? So, so she literally sat there and stuffed <laughs> 250 envelopes and sealed them with wax. Um, and if you looked at the wax seal, it's got, it's like a little, uh, bottle of bottle of potion or yeah. something wax seal. So we just Google, you can find wax seals, yeah, uh, the stamps for them uh, on, on uh, Amazon or eBay or whatever. And we found that one that looked kind of like potion or something. So we went ahead and said, let's do that. So when the thing I noticed, I think first when I opened the box is that there's resin and then there's ca- uh, cold cast. Did yes. th- was that a decision like that you had to make or was that, was that a decision the factory made? Like, this is the best thing we can do for this part. Or is this like, was it just up in the air? Like whatever happened, it's, happened. It's really, I, I, the factory makes those decisions and, you know, the creature had some cold cast parts in it. Not, nobody had any problems. I think they came out really nice, you know, or could they potentially break if you dropped it? I suppose, I suppose it could. Um, I had somebody reach out to me on email today and he was really concerned about drilling into it to, to like, pin the base together and I, I don't think there's any concern there i mean it's it's kind of a blend of polyester resin and cold cast yeah um uh, but they make those decisions and uh the cauldron for example you can if you feel it if you took that out of the box i think it's that same blend of resin i think it is but it's 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 obviously rotocast it's hollow and um hold on one second it, it looks great it, it looks really good um i can pull it out and then, like you said, some of the parts, you know, the one part that really amazes me is, uh, oh, there you go. There's the cauldron. Now, I, I actually asked, I requested that they make the handles out of um, wire uh, so that uh, there wasn't any chance of that breaking if it was cast. In that was actually, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, because I was worried about that breaking. Um the other the, the the other part, if you if you have it handy, I think oh, I know what you're talking about. I think I know what you're gonna say. Hold on. Is it this? Yes, the lantern. Because <laughs> Scott said the Scott said the same thing. He's like, "How the hell how did the they hell? cast that?" 
There's no seam lines. Yeah. There's no hold line. It's like, I don't even know how they do it. Let me get in there. For it's, those. Uh, yeah. That is, that is an example of a piece that is polyester resin. You know, the, the resin you're used to mm -hmm. that you would get from me or, yeah. you know, Paul Gill or whoever. Um, but, but yeah, the casting quality is fantastic. Yeah, and it's gorgeous. The little, the little pocket mouse that goes on her pocket. Okay. Um, it, you, I don't want you to dig it out because no, no, it's, no. it's really, it's really fragile, but, um, the factory was smart enough to go ahead and include two of those in each kit, which I was really happy with. I didn't even ask them to do that, but it's, it's that tail. I don't even know how they cast that. It's like thread. <laughs> it's, right. it's literally like thread. But this is, has such a nice feel to it. It's just like. Isn't it's it so cool? smooth. And then and, they grounded. Uh, I like how they ground out. They even took care of that. I mean, there's a little there, but it's so cool. It it is cool. And nothing's now, broken in my box, which I, you know, I just and this is going to be in my part of the episode. I just paid. I just bought, and everyone can look at what I paid for it. I'm not going to say, but you can look it up. I got the Sideshow Iron Studios Felbeast diorama. It's it's probably be going to probably going to be the last free paint I ever buy just because mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to me anymore, but it came with a broken part. And I'm like, what the heck man, there's a little Gondorian soldier on the base and his head was, I open up the styrofoam. First thing is a, a head rolls out of the box. Oh like, Come man. On, really? But anyway, that's me. But no, this, this thing well done on, on yeah. all parts. Look at, is there anything you would do differently in the whole process? Going back, and I, I know. I know you wanted to. You wanted to ask if, if there was something to do differently, and I. I honestly don't know that there is. Um, it's. I. I think, if I had known COVID nineteen was going to happen, I might not have even done it at all. Because right. I mean, it really screwed things up. Um, you know, shipping, for example, you know, to get the kits here probably three or four times what it would normally have been before COVID. So yeah, it's kind of a mess. Um, I'm just glad we got them and they're, they're all in great shape. Most of the, I had some damaged boxes and what I do is make sure the parts are okay. And I literally go and repair the boxes. I'll, I'll put new cardboard mm -hmm. on there, tape it all up. So if anybody receives a box like that, it's, you know, I basically fix the box, but, <laughs> um, oh, you know, for going from overseas to here, they, they all really got here in great shape. And, and like you said, everything in the box is, uh, in, uh, it's I haven't received a single, a single message from anyone saying something's broken yet. Yeah. Uh, crossing fingers, but I, I'll be honest, I have gotten two messages, uh, where someone was, uh, missing some parts and which okay. is fine because I have extra parts. And, um, so if you're missing anything, you know, I can, I can easily take care of you. So I've already shipped them replacement parts. So, um, yeah, overall it's a, it's a great experience. Yeah. And, um, like I said, I've had some, I don't know if you want me to, uh, I was going to go over some materials, uh, if we can get into that. Um, you before know, before we do that, I, yeah, I yeah. think the uh, million dollar question is golden tickets. Oh, golden ticket. Yeah. Has anyone reported in their golden ticket yet? Uh, no, actually, they okay. haven't. Um, and this will and be coming out on the 30th. So by then, maybe when this is, we're recording on what's today, the 26th? 26th. So oh, as yeah. of the 26th the 30th, of September. I think by the 30th, there will be three people <laughs> posting on Facebook that they got golden tickets. Okay. 
Um, the funniest thing is people, <laughs> all these people got their kits and they're like, my witch showed up. It's so awesome. It's so great. No golden ticket. <laughs> and it's just, it's just like every person, you know, and I really wish I could have given everybody a golden ticket, I don't um, know. <laughs> but you can't. You can't. Um, I, I think that's a great good. idea, by the way. I, yeah, and, it's, good and for, it's, it's great. It's good for any, basically any kit I produce. Um, so yeah, no, we'll go from there. Um, so anybody that gets one, just, um, you know, feel free to message me and ask what, what do I have? You know, anything I have or the ability to cast, I will be happy to uh, send you, to them. Do you want to tell people how you chose the golden ticket boxes? Sure. Okay. Um, and I, I posted a video. I don't know if you saw it. It was kind of fun. Um, I might've missed it. You might've missed it. It was on, I think I only posted it on the uh, Jaeger army. And uh, I had these creepy witch. Oh no, I did. Yes, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. And I had uh, I had witchy woman playing in the background on uh, <laughs> on the on the music, yeah. and uh, I had these skulls, and I had candles burning, and I was making weird witchy noises. And anyways, I had this brain mold, which is for like a Jello mold. I yeah, we're, we're, no, I yeah we're strange. Yeah. <laughs> um, and basically, I associated a number with every single person that bought a kit. So anyone that was fully paid, um, you know, um, had essentially paid for their kit. And I and I waited till the very last minute. I mean, until basically Sunday night before they showed up on Tuesday. Um, so everybody had a number. And if you bought multiple kits, which there were several people that bought multiple kits, um, you had multiple numbers. And they were all cut to the same size um, and put in a in a you know this brain mold, and it was just a blind draw. Um, you know, we got it on video in case anybody right. has questions. But um, you know, I tried to be as fair as I possibly could, and I, I I drew numbers, and we said, "Here's a number, and here's a number." And then I came upstairs and I saw who was number thirty three, and who was number this, and who was number that, and. Uh, I, I know why they haven't said anything yet. Uh, they, they're in a particular location in the country that I don't think the witches made it there. Okay. So um, so there are three golden tickets out there that I do not believe have been opened up. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. So you started building yours a little bit. We'll do a little, since Scott's not here, someone's actually sure. building a model kit for Workbench. Uh, well, show yeah. us what you're doing. Okay. So, so I don't have... Um, a lot of the, the kit available to show here, but but this is this is the real beefy parts of the kit. You've got you've got the floor base, uh -huh. and then and then the wall, and then this overhead beam, which doesn't really have to support anything, but um, you still want it pretty well secured. Um, it's going to have the chain that kind of goes down and hangs onto the uh, the cauldron, which will sit right here. Uh, but I've had a couple people say, "Gee, how did you attach? How did you attach those uh, those large the, the the wall and the base piece together?" So um, I've posted before on Facebook some kind of um, I don't know what you call it, uh, kind of a tools review or whatever. Uh -huh. uh, but I use um, I know I know everybody's heard of Magic Sculpt, right? I know you've heard of Magic Sculpt. Right Probably there. use it all the time. Um, so from the same company is a product called Magic Smooth, and it comes in two tubs, just like the Magic Sculpt, 
and I am not even going to touch this stuff because it's like you got to wear gloves. It is so you okay. do not want it. You don't even want it on the gloves. I mean, it's um, so it's it's uh, a very ah, sticky, okay. thick. Uh, this this is the hardener, and it's a yellow color, and the resin is you can't even see it because it's it's in there but okay. it's a it's a it's kind of a clear translucent um color uh white and what i'll do what i'll do is i get two plastic spoons that i buy at walmart i get these clear you know great value uh -huh. spoon, uh, not spoons knives and i get two because i don't want to have any opportunity to contaminate either of the resin or the hardener right so i'll have once one knife for the resin one knife for the hardener i'll get a paper plate and i'll i'll it's 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 so thick it's hard to get out of the damn pan. so you have to you want to break the knife <laughs> get a glob out of one of a and another glob out with the other knife of b and you know you just got to kind of eyeball it and get them about the same size and then i would kind of like a uh, putty knife kind of like a spatula i'll i'll just mix them and press it into the paper plate and just keep mixing it until it, it kind of forms a a creamy color and um it's it, again it, it doesn't move the stuff uh is it similar because i haven't used it is it similar to the av's epoxy paste is it like that have you oh, ever it used could that? be i don't i haven't used okay the AV epoxy because that's real goopy kind of like that too similar. Okay. And what I love about this stuff is when you put it somewhere, it isn't going anywhere. It doesn't run. It does. It's not liquid. It's, it's like a very, very thick consistency of like a thick peanut butter, yeah. really thick peanut butter. So, so for the base, um, I, I recommend this stuff. I mean, in order to get these parts apart again, I would have to cut them apart. I mean, okay. they're not going to come apart. And, um, the uh the overhead beam same thing i use the magic smooth now it does take at like 12 hours to cure and probably 24 to fully cure. fully okay but what i what i did is i think i drilled i think i did like four pins you know i and i just epoxy five minute epoxy the mm -hmm. pins into probably the wall and then i drilled holes in the base and i i applied the magic smooth and uh stuck the pins down into the into the holes and then uh i then i just i you know made sure it was uh perpendicular to the floor and just put something against it to kind of prop it up overnight and make sure it wasn't going to move that's a good idea <laughs> you know and um and then once it cures like i said it's not going in. and what you can do once the stuff is mixed and this doesn't work before it's mixed by the way but once the stuff is mixed it smooths with water and your finger, just like Magic Smooth does. I mean, uh, just like Magic uh, Sculpt yeah, does. Yeah, okay. So you can kind of smooth it with, with water and your finger and um, and then, then set it where you want it and just let it cure overnight. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing with the... Uh, so this overhead beam really fits well into the into the wall. It's especially the production version. But again, these guys at the factory overseas, they they take... <laughs> Brokaw's castings and they make them even better. I mean, they just, they, they, I don't know what they do or how they do it, but it actually fit. They were, they were upset that it didn't fit like flush in the back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they fixed it so that it did. I don't know. 
But again, I use the Magic Smooth. And then I just, I, I don't know, I set something up here to kind of hold the, to hold it so that it's perfectly level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, before going to bed, I made sure nothing moved. <laughs> and, and then uh, yep. that's it. So that's that's how I recommend. And maybe the AV's epoxy paste is I'm going to give option. that stuff a try because I really like that kind of paste stuff for that kind of stuff. I'm going to try that. Yeah. And and where to get this is um, you can Google thecompletesculptor.com. I'll put a link. I'll put a link up. And it's, it's spelled, uh, it's not spelled complete the way you would expect it to it's c-o-m-p-l-e-a-t they used so, to ha- they used to come to wonderfest and and bring tools and stuff i like their it's, they a, have good it's stuff. a big shop in new york yeah. city i yep. guess and they a lot of the new stuff. guys uh, they like to go there in person yep so anyways that's my workbench um, awesome yeah so uh so this i'm going to be painting and um it's actually for a customer um uh, I won't name names, but he he came to Wonderfest, and uh, I'm pretty excited that he he wants one. So. Oh, cool! I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. All right. The other thing, news and reviews. You got anything? Like, did you buy anything? Uh, yes, I did, and um, <laughs> this is really cool. This um, and I sent you some pictures, so maybe you'll be able to put them up. Oh. Yeah, when we when you put the final uh, cut together. Uh, but I don't know if any, you know, I was fortunate enough, you know, right when COVID started happening, I, you know, I, I knew about it before I left, but it wasn't really, we didn't know it was a big deal. Right. Mm-hmm. So I went to Japan to the uh, winter wonder fest in Japan, which is freaking awesome. I mean, I hate you. I hate I, you. <laughs> when this thing's over and we can all travel, <laughs> dude, we need to go. I, yeah, we need to go. It was, it was pretty amazing. So one of the really cool things in Japan is you're walking around in Tokyo, going to this shop or that shop, and almost every single store, I don't care what kind of store it is, it could be a 7-Eleven, and they've got, it's like a gumball machine. Mm-hmm. And you remember when you're a kid, you, you, you put the quarter in and <laughs> yes. you get the little pod with a tattoo in it, or I don't know, something. Yeah. I used well, to get the rubber Japan, monsters all the time. Like, that was yeah. my thing. I still have... Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait. My headphones just fell out. Where is it? This. Oh, oh wait. Oh, God. Hold on. Not to hijack your thing. This is from one of those gumball machines. Oh, that's awesome. From when I was a kid, probably like five years old. Oh, that's a, that's amazing. Yeah. That you have that. That's I still really have, I have the weirdest old stuff. <laughs> Cause this was like, cool. you, you know, when you would go in and you'd put your, do- or like it was a quarter or 50 cents and there's like 50 of those rubber creatures. Like you could, it shows you what's available in there. Yes. And this was like the biggest thing in the, in the assortment of monsters. And oh, you, you could see it kind of rolled yeah. up in there. And like, every time I go to the store, I'm like, I want that big monster. I want that big monster. Finally. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Japan. Sorry. So Japan. So Everywhere you go, there's these machines with these, I don't know what you even call it. It's a pod or a, yeah. it's a ball. And like a Pokeball. At first, at first, I didn't really know what, what these things had. They, I mean, they're full of cool stuff. Uh-huh. And I, I could have been buying this stuff the whole time I was there, and I didn't. Um, but these, I saw somebody posted on Facebook that they had gotten this really cool, I think it's Bandai, I think. Yes, it's Bandai. Um, a Godzilla skeleton, oh, and I'm like, "What? 
how do I get that? Yeah. And it turns out you can only get it out of these gumball machines. That, well, it's not a gumball, but yeah. these machines in Japan. And like I said, they're everywhere. Every store has okay. hundreds of these machines. So anyway, I, I haven't even opened this. Don't, so, o- I don't open it. Don't open it. Well, Are gonna you going to open it? it? I'm going to open it. Oh, no. Okay. So, so here it is. So this one is um well here i don't know so they're like blind boxes was each machine let me ask this question was each machine do you know like that specific one or do you it's random what you get i i think you can choose what you want to get okay all right yeah i think the machine is full of godzilla skeletons and another machine is full of okay ghidra skeletons oh yeah all right this is ghidra And, and so out of this i'll probably never get it back in the bottle no. <laughs> uh, is, is a is a freaking model kit. Um, so here's here's um, here's all these it's got all the little parts. Yep, all the little parts. So th- this might be the god. No, this is Ghidra. Hmm. Looks like Godzilla spines. Maybe this is Godzilla. That one is Godzilla. Okay. Yeah, this one's Godzilla. This is the Godzilla skeleton. Okay. Okay. It's just the the wrapper has both of them on it. Well, now you don't but, have to buy the very expensive Takaya. <laughs> Godzilla skeleton. Oh man. Yeah. So anyway, so that's uh I've got the other one here. Uh this this apparently is uh the Ghidra. So that was my uh recent recent purchase. So this came from from Japan. I had a friend over there that was uh, kind enough to go uh buy these for me and uh, send them to me. So, so that's that awesome. Very cool. Yeah. It's good to have friends in Japan. I need to get some Absolutely. friends in Japan. Yes. Oh man. Anything else show up? Um, it's been slow. Is uh, it just me? It's it. I, well, I don't know. It seems. I mean, you say it's been slow, but it's uh, for you. It's I mean, not. There's so much Jeff Yeager stuff coming out. It just yeah. seems crazy. A lot of busts. Um. So you know that. But yeah, I guess otherwise. Um. I mean, alternative images. They, he's got a bunch he of uh, yeah. Kong, Kong, uh, Skull Island stuff that looks really cool. That's, yeah, it does. <laughs> um, yeah, those those look really nice. And uh, something else. What was it that uh, Joe Ladowdy was working on? Uh, shoot, uh, it looked really nice. Joe's Joe's sculpting something for alternative images. Oh, gotcha. I, know, I can't remember what it is. Anyways, but yeah, it's um, but yeah, you're right. It's there's not a whole lot. Um, I think it's just the tail end of the summer. People are on vacation or getting yeah. going back to work, and just not as much yep. like getting out there. Yep. Uh, have you seen any movies <laughs> since Scott is in here? Um, you can just do the I, usual I, Scott. No, I haven't seen it. Well, I, I watch, I constantly watch movies, but I'm watching old stuff. Yeah. Uh, That's fine. So, I mean, last, last night, believe it or not, I don't know why I grabbed it off the shelf, but we watched um, Indiana Jones and the last crusade, which was great. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Um, yeah. Sean Connery. It's just mm-hmm. so funny. Him playing his dad. And, you know. <laughs> so and it works too. Yeah, absolutely. And I recently watched, we watched Dune in preparation for, we are oh, going wait. to the theater and I want to see that new Dune movie in IMAX. Is it next week? Wait, when is it? it it's, yeah, it's like next week. It's like first week of October. It's supposed That's to be. right. That was one of the reasons I got HBO Max. So I will be watching it at home. Oh man. But. Okay. Because I'd much, yeah, I don't want to do with the theater. Yeah, we have not been, I'm super have not excited been for that. 
Wait, go ahead. We haven't been to a theater in you know well over a year. Well, yeah. I guess almost two years. So uh, we decided we're going to go see this one. Uh, we have an IMAX down the street, and I'm hoping it'll be at that theater. So that, yeah, um, oh, it, it's gotten really good reviews overseas. So I hope it's good. I want I want it to be good. I want it to be good so bad. Absolutely. Yep. It looks good. Like again, crossing fingers. I, that. Mm. Yeah, because I know. A lot of people hate that uh, Disney Dune movie, but I, I actually like it. I've, yeah, I've, it's one of the movies that is in my collection that I probably have watched. You're talking about the one with Sting, uh, with Sting and everybody, and yeah, yeah, yeah I like that. I, I mean, Picard, he's in that. I that I saw that in the theater as a kid and loved it. I, 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 yeah, I've, I still have the sandworm toy over in the other room. Oh, jeez. But um, it, the only thing that drives me crazy is Shanna plays a little fun with it whenever they say quick sack cataract she, she says she says give the dog a bone yeah it does <laughs> quick sack cataract give the dog a bone anyways um but my yeah, brother's yeah, a yeah. huge dude like he's read all the books i am not a big i don't read as much as i should but i i'm really excited for this i hope i hope it's good yeah me too that's it should be really good um what else um i do uh I've got a test casting of the uh, oh yeah the young Frankenstein. I want to show that yes for sure. So I so I know people are interested in this. Um, this this is a the only casting I've I've done of the body of uh, young Frankenstein, and it came out absolutely perfect. Um, the detail is really fantastic on old zipper neck, um, <laughs> and I I kind of pose myself I, I you know i look at these things like this is the hand and of course he's holding the cigar and it's got it's his thumbs on fire because uh the blind man mm-hmm. lights lights his thumb on fire and uh i thought to my you know me and mark broke over talking and he's like man wouldn't it be cool to cast that in clear I'm like yeah that'd be really cool so then i posted that now everybody wants it in clear <laughs> so um so anyways i'm i'm working on that so that i can um in a relatively fast um, uh, process, get you know close to 100 of these cast uh, in clear, along with the uh, the busts, um, uh, the bases I've been working on. I mean, I, I I think I told everybody in the message I I didn't want to take anybody's money. I just want to get castings done, and then I'll take people's money. Um, so I've actually got almost uh, half of the bases cast, like almost 50 of them. So. Um, working on that and uh it it will really look pretty pretty darn cool when it's yeah when it's you done. have a day job right i do <laughs> are you doing um, but uh yeah um yeah the, yep, be patient everyone it when do you think you probably get those out um i'm thinking i'll start shipping those mid-october okay yeah hey tell yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So it'll be, you know, but again, I won't take anybody's money unless I have something to send them. Okay. Cause, uh, trying to get out of that. Try, I try to stay away from that just because yeah. it can get, it can get messy and you know, don't need that. It does so, get messy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sandy, any news? How's that going? Uh, Sandy. Um, yeah. So she's, uh, I don't know if you can show a picture of her. Um, we'll do. She, she's, uh, she basically came from the same factory and she's cast, 100% in poly polyurethane resin. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, the castings are fantastic. And the feedback I've gotten from people that have received their Sandy already uh, is really good. Um, so they're all very happy with it. Uh, so she's available and uh, it's incredibly, I mean, for a one six scale figure, I mean, she's stands on the base. She's 12 and a half, 13 okay, inches cool. tall, you know, in those uh, stiletto heels. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, we're selling that for 125 bucks. Yeah, so, everybody. Um, it's it's really a good deal and it's kind of nice to see jeff work on something that's not um i mean i that's, love jeff's monster models but but not cool a monster something else it's not a monster <laughs> yep um so yeah she's available and um yeah if anybody's interested just send me a message well great and um any other yeah. new like future stuff do you want to hint at or um, not hint at just say there's something coming is there another oh, yes, I, I think we've always... hinted at it before there is another box art tribute in the works, right? There is. Okay. And anyone that is familiar with the Aurora box art, box art and the monster models is well aware of what's out of what's left and it, it will be coming. Um, I've got a special version. I shouldn't have even said anything. No, don't say anything. Special, don't. Uh, special version for Scott. Okay. Um, <laughs> in fact, he should open it. He should open it on, on screen. Anyway. <laughs> that would be um, cool. So that'll be fun. Um, but cool. yes, that's happening. And then Jeff and I have some additional, we're going to kind of ex extend this thing beyond the, the traditional box art and do some surprises that I think people will be pretty excited about. So uh, nothing's ending. Um, I, you asked earlier about the overseas stuff. I don't know if I'll ever do another project over there just because of the some of the things we talked about the, the shipping nightmare like it yeah and for everything like just in general it's it's bad right now so it might everything might be done domestically but again i i won't be um i i yeah i don't want to be one of the i don't have, ever have those projects that takes a year to ship everyone's kits out i, I try to yeah yeah so um try but to I, and again i said this the last time you're on it you were upfront about everything there's no no one i don't no one has a right to be upset, I think, because you were clear. This is what's going yeah. on. This is what's happening. And everyone, if you didn't understand and, and you were and they were angry, they're just being assholes because that's <laughs> like and that's my opinion, not Mark's um, yeah. like, like, come on. Great well, yeah, communication all say, the way around. I got to say, every uh, everybody that I reached out to, I mean, all my all my customers. I didn't have one single person that Good. was upset about anything. I mean, yeah. they were, and that just says a lot about the hobby it and does. The, com the community that we have. Um, everyone was extremely understanding. And, uh, you know, most of them were like, dude, I've got like 300 kits in the closet. Don't worry. I can wait <laughs> another month, you know? So, um, I know yeah, the feeling. everybody's really been good. Cool. Uh, excellent. Same old contact info. Anything you want to give out? Oh, wait, let me push my button. Where is it? That's right. I've got a button. You do have a button. Oh, there it is. Pestilence okay. Labs. Find Mark Worthley on Facebook. Yep. Yep. Just find me on Facebook cool. or shoot me an email. And, um, you know, I just uh, love uh, talking to everybody. So feel free to reach out to me. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Me this time. <laughs> so, Absolutely. No problem. So weird. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Thank you, Mark, for coming on last minute. I really do appreciate it. I know Scott appreciates it. And we love you, man. Thanks for everything you do for us. And we have some more giveaways coming here shortly. So, and thanks for those, Mark. Um, emails and corrections. We say this again. Corrections 
emails and voicemail. So I do have some voicemails. We're going to attempt to do this the first time, the first way. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm not going to read any of the emails that came in. I don't think there, there were a couple, but I'm going to save those for when Scott's here. Um, I do have some voicemails. I have not listened to them yet. I don't even know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is going to be terrible, um, but I am going to play. We are going to hear Scott's voice. This is what it sounded like when we were setting up the voicemail system. Here is Scott calling the phone number. Yes, I hate you. Bye. That's our first voicemail. I hope everyone. Uh, anything? God damn it! Because I didn't merge it. All right, hold on. Let's see what happens when I do this. Oh, I'm going to drop that one. And our final Scott voice of the episode, so that he's here in spirit. Jason wears woman's underwear. I don't do that. That was us talking on the phone. So I don't even know how that was. Oh, he called me on there and I answered via microphone. That's what it was. So anyway, all right. First voicemail is an, oh, if you want to email us, it is modelclubtv at gmail.com. And if you want to send us a voicemail, call. 708-816-4299. 708-816-4299. Okay, so I think I would like to get away from reading all the time and do the voicemail. So here we go. I have not listened to these ahead of time, which I probably should have. This first one is from CG Blade. Yeah, I was just wondering, uh, is this the uh, $2.99 a minute line? Because I'm looking for Shoshana, and I was just wondering if uh, she was around. Uh, I was told that this is the line for her. But uh, anyways, no, I'm just kidding, guys. This is CG Blade, and you guys are doing a great job. I thought I'd give you a little chuckle there. And uh, you two heathens. Listen, Jason, you have got to get Scott to the Betty Ford 3D Printer Addiction Clinic, <laughs> ASAP, okay? There is going to be one day you're going to walk over to his house and find him coated in resin. <laughs> It'll be just like a horror movie, except he will be all the printer has taken him over and has coated him in resin and making a giant him like a clone. Anyways, uh, good luck, guys, and um, I love your show. and. Um, that's off to both you guys, and uh, take care. See you later on the flip side. Thank you, CG. That totally worked, I think. This will be great if we can keep doing this. Uh, yes, Scott does. He's Although, I don't think he's been doing much printing. He was out of town for a while, and then came home to his dog having problems. And I think he's getting back onto his printing thing with uh, his cartoon characters here shortly. I know he's seen some new ones that come out came out. And I'm sure he's doing it. He is printing a lot more than me, actually. That's for sure. With everything gone. So, all right. Here's the next voicemail. And this is from Phil. Hey, Jason and Scotty. It's Phil. Just watched episode 30. And blah, 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 blah. I'll be sending you some photos for the listener gallery, too. Okay, bye. 
All right. So this is working, everyone. <laughs> so thank you, Phil, for sending pictures. Uh, I think you did send an email, but I'm going to hold on to that one. Uh, but I will put the pictures in the gallery this episode. Uh, all right. Here we go. One more. I think we only need three voicemails. The rest were, can you believe this? I'm not even kidding. I had four spam calls already and a number that I have only published on a YouTube channel. How that's possible? I guess Google probably sells it. Anyway, here we go. From Chuck. Hey, guys. This is Chuck Kamolka calling. You did another great job on your show. I just wanted people to know if they're looking for someone to do printing for them like I do, I found a very uh, affordable printing person on Etsy. Uh, it's like anything else, though. You have to be buyer beware. Try somebody with something small and see how it works out, and then you can give them something bigger. And I found somebody there that is very reasonable, and I would say, you know, for other people to give it a try. Only other thing is is that Scott's friend Brian Clark, unfortunately, he got the COVID shots and everything, but he caught it. So he's not doing all that great right now, but uh, hopefully, you know, he'll pull through in a short period of time. Just wanted to let you guys know. You take care. Bye. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, if you can, I don't know if you sent it, but we'll look for that person on Etsy. If you could send that to us and we'll just connect over to him or her and, you know, give that person some business for some 3D printing jobs. Uh, yeah, as far as Brian Clark, I don't, I'm, I hope it's okay with him. I'll check that we put that out there. Uh, he is doing much better since this voicemail was recorded. Um, he, it was pretty tough there for him for a little bit. So, um, thanks, Brian. I need you alive so we can both take on Scott at Wonderfest next year and stay healthy. So we're all pulling for you, man. Uh, the voicemail segment works. I think this is going to be okay, everybody. Uh, so yes, please call us at 708-816-4299. 708-816-4299. And for the next episode, if you would like, send us an email at modelclubtv at gmail.com. All right. This is going to be the shortest Model Club TV in the history of the show, I think. Um, thank you, Mark, again. Scott, you better be on here with me next time. Uh, yeah. We're all pulling for you. I don't think I have a blooper for the end of this episode, which kind of sucks. For those people that... Oh! There was one email I wanted to talk about. Uh, it's not even an email. It was a comment made to Scott about something I said last episode from a uh, certain producer whose name I will leave out. Uh, I had mentioned that original designs don't sell very well in the last episode, which I still think is true. <laughs> um, but the point that was made, I understand. Uh, there are certain original designs that do sell really well. Um, but what I was kind of talking to you, and when I think original designs, I think more of, I made this monster and let's hope someone buys it. And I, I'm talking completely just like out of someone's brain monster, not something like that's based on something else um, and then kind of twisted into something new. While, yes, those are original designs, I'm talking more, when I think of original designs, I think of just, here, I made a, a 
a dragon. <laughs> and some dragons do well. But in Garage Kit Land, if you just do... The only like exception to this, I think, would be Simon Lee, who does completely crazy out there original designs. And they sell out really fast. So who knows? Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. But I've always heard producers, other producers say, uh, original designs don't do very well. It's things that are based on other um, properties or IPs uh, and then twisted into something usually do okay. But straightforward, just original designs don't do all that great. If I'm wrong, hey, please send an email, send a voicemail, uh, leave a comment. Uh, everyone's opinion on that would be great. I'd like to see what everyone else has to say. Um, next episode, we will have a giveaway and we have a really good giveaway. I think it's going to be our Christmas show because it's a, it's a pretty good kit. So, um, thank you again, everybody for joining us. Take care until episode 32. We'll talk to you later.